Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Sabah al-khair. Good morning, dear listeners. You're listening to Radio 3CR on 855 AM in Palestine, remembered with Yusuf Arrimawi, Nasser Mashni, and Robert Martin. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Australia's only radio program that is totally dedicated to the Palestinian cause in English language. We'd like to welcome our listeners on the AM dial and those who'll join us on 3cr.org.au forward slash podcasts. Today's episode will be dedicated to the infamous Balfour Declaration. Stay with us. Good morning, Nasser. Morning, Yusuf. Nasser, um, this episode is going to be purely dedicated to um, Balfour uh, Declaration. Mm-hmm. We had the anniversary only a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. And um, I think uh, talking about a turning point like this uh, piece of paper that, like you said before we start uh, recording, uh, was the beginning of the death of Palestine. Mm-hmm. Uh, might well, open co- horizons yeah, yeah. of um, different aspects. So we'll do our best. Well, we should t- just to make clear that comment up, Yusuf. It was the the the, the Israelis, as we've seen, you know, Bill Shorten and um, Malcolm Turnbull in Israel celebrating the charge of the the Light Horse Brigade. Uh, mm. You know, the last cavalry charge of history. And we'll get onto that later in the show. But the, the reality is, the Zionists and the Israelis are claiming the the um the charge a couple of days before the Balfour Declaration as the birth of Israel, you know? Mm. And they've marched with horses and Israeli flags as if, you know, some thirty one years before the establishment of the State of Israel, the Israelis were fighting with the Australians, as opposed to the fact that the Palestinians stood alongside our Aussie diggers to liberate Palestine from the Ottomans. I'm sure if one of the Aussie diggers uh, was alive and witnessed something like this, he he won't feel that. No, this, it's an affront. This, this, it's this, an affront to, the me- to their memory and to the and to their sacrifice. So, but coming back to Balfour, yeah. Coming back to Balfour. First of all, what is Balfour Declaration? What's well, the wording the, of the, the, the? There are 84 terrible words, Yusuf, mm-hmm. and and um, this is the most historic portrayal of an indigenous people's rights as humans. And their right to self determination, and and in you know when we read the words, and our listeners would know, there's never been anything like it. You know, an empire promising the land that it has yet to conquer. So mm. at this point, Britain doesn't own the land or hasn't conquered it, and is promising it to a people that doesn't live there, without asking the people that already do live there. This okay. is the absurdity of it. Yeah? People who don't deserve yeah. th- that land. So the 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 words are, uh, and this was. Uh, you know, on the 2nd of November, 1917. And it was sent from the United Kingdom's Foreign Secretary, Arthur Balfour, and he sent it to Lord Walter Rothschild, who was the leader of the British Jewish community. Mm-hmm. And for he asked for that transmission to the Zionist Federation of Great Britain and Ireland. 
And the letter says, His Majesty's Government view with favour the establishment in Palestine of a national home for the Jewish people and will use their best endeavours to facilitate the achievement of this object. It being clearly understood that nothing shall be done which may prejudice the civil and religious rights of existing non-Jewish communities in Palestine or the rights and political status enjoyed by Jews in any other country. I should be grateful if you would bring this declaration to the knowledge of the Zionist Federation. I mean, you know, uh, like, you know, what you said before, you said this was the beginning of the death of uh, the the national aspirations uh, or the state of Palestine. But what it was, in fact, was the birth of Palestinian identity and uh, nationhood striving. I mean, we wouldn't mm-hmm. be here that how we identify as, as proud Palestinians, uh, you know, Indeed. defiant in the face of... Uh, Western imperialism and colonialism. I, wa- I want to uh, shed uh, some light on the word uh, declaration mm-hmm. because in Arabic uh, history books and media, we don't use the Arabic word for declaration. We use the Arabic word for promise. We mm-hmm. call it uh, Wa'ad Belfour, mm-hmm. the promise of Belfour. And I think uh, to stop at the declaration from a legal point of view, um, one of the Arab historians uh, actually highlighted that uh, that declaration was directed more to the allies of UK and France more than the Jews, meaning that, as you would know, the uh, the year before uh, Belfort Declaration, the world witnessed another secret uh, agreement, yeah, yeah. which is the Sykes-Picot Agreement in April uh, 1916. And it remained secret until the Russian Revolution, the Bolshevik Revolution, in uh, September 17, which is mm-hmm. six weeks before the declaration. Yep. So the allies of uh, UK and France were uh, uh, surprised that, you know, these two had cut the pieces without taking into consideration yeah, yeah. that they had the Italians, they had the Americans, and also the other promises that they gave to the the Hashemites, the Arabs, and the declaration was to uh, a list of declarations. One of them was Balfour, the other one was the future of Cyprus, and the other one was what's going to happen to the Christians of Lebanon. So the the British mm-hmm. government issued several declarations pretty much directed to its allies, and what made that historian believe that this is more to the allies of Britain was that it was uh, to uh, a British citizen, to Lord uh, Rothschild, as opposed to the head of the Zionist organization back then, Wiseman. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was a British government declaration to a British citizen yep. to, uh, and that didn't have the word uh, uh, state, but home for the Jews. Anyway, we can talk more about that in future episodes, but let me bring you back, uh, Nasser, to... We should go back to where you were on on Sars-Pico, and just just to elaborate on that, Yusuf. Mm. The Bolshevik revolution was was this concept of, you know, the death of um, colonialism. Mm. And so when when they exposed um, Sars-Pico, which was a year before, yeah, the Balfour Declaration. Oh, a year and, and a half. A year and a half before the the Balfour Declaration, the, the 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 this was exposed to the people. And what the British and French had decided to do was carve up the Arab world amongst uh, protectorates to themselves. But we need to go back a year b- before that, and to the conversation that was being had between um, Sharif Hussein of, of Mecca, the Emir of Mecca, and um, the. McMahon. McMahon, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The letters. And and the reality is that the British 
were already had promised us independence. Mm. You know, the independence was promised to the Arabs if they fought with the Brits as allies against the Turks, against the Ottoman Empire, against the Germans. So, and and this is you know evidence. If you go to any World War One memorial, go to the shrine or any World War One memorial in Australia, and you'll see Palestine. Mm-hmm. On the memorials, as you will see Gallipoli, El Alamein, and all the other famous battles that were fought during World War One. So that, that famous McMahon uh, scene papers, those letters, uh, were, the, were the promise that saw our Palestinians, Arabs, fight alongside Australian diggers to liberate, to, to liberate Beersheba and uh, ultimately lead through um, Allenby through to Jerusalem and on through to Damascus. But, but also my problem with the Australian in, uh, involvement in the commemoration of Beersheba battle, it gives the impression that the battlefield was Palestine and the armies were in Palestine. Mm-hmm. In fact, the battlefield was Europe and Palestine was part of the agreement and all they did was they cut the logistic supply to the Turkish Empire yeah. and then uh, the Turks lost uh, the, the war. But are we talking about thousands of people who died in the war to liberate, let's say, Beersheba from the Turks? No. no. We're talking about an army of 800 people yep. and, you know, battles. And, and, and over two years, by the way, the uh, British conquered uh, or uh, occupied Palestine from Turkey. We're talking yep. about two years, which means that they didn't feel that... the the rush to have to send troops to Palestine. So the no. battlefield was was in Europe. Well, it remained in Europe, yeah. And and um, the echoes of war was were were in our countries. Mm. But we should, you know, just to paraphrase, the Britons promised us. They then did a deal with the then did a deal with the French, and then they went and promised us to uh, promise Palestine to to the Jews and the Zionists. And it should be also noted that the one of the strategic intents of the Balfour Declaration. Um, because, you know, in 1905, Balfour was Prime Minister of Israel, you know, P- uh, Prime Minister of England, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And, and the Jews of um, England knew him as an anti-Semite. I mean, this guy was um, uh, wrote and sponsored what was called the Aliens Bill in the House of Commons. Now, when the pogroms and, and um, the, the massacres that were happening throughout, the Russia, throughout Russia mm-hmm. against the Jews, he sponsored a, um, an anti-immigration bill called the Aliens Bill, to stop Jews from seeking refuge in England. Yeah? This is Balfour. From and fleeing it, persecution fleeing in persecution. Russia. Fleeing and, persecution. And, you know, gets to the point, here we are in 1917, we need to get America to join um, forces with the Allies to help defeat the, 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 the Germans. And so the theory was that if we can placate the Jews here, they can use their influence um, in the United States and bring the United States in on the side of... Um, on, on the side of the Allies. So that's that's a very important point, Nasser, and I think it brings us to um, uh, the reason why Balfour um, witnessed a turning point uh, from being anti-Semite to uh, sponsoring what could be the most important document Israel used to legitimize its illegal uh, existence. Um, I think the role of uh, Wiseman, uh, personal role of Wiseman, mm-hmm. on uh, convincing uh, Balfour... Yeah, yeah that the Zionism uh, is one thing and Judaism is another thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, this also brings us to the core point that our conflict is not with, let's say, the Jews being yeah. the followers of a faith, uh, as much as uh, it is against an ideology, an evil ideology like Zionism, yeah. that f- sees itself superior to the landowners of mm-hmm. Palestine. Well, you know, the Palestine that Balfour wanted to turn into a Jewish national home had a, po- had a Palestinian population of 600-odd thousand. 
six, on top of that, there were 60,000 Jews. Hmm. 50% of those 60,000 Jews were anti-Zionist. So here we are, 30,000 people out of a total population of 700,000. Uh, so we're talking less than 5% were, in fact, Zionist. And Balfour was promising the whole of that land to people that weren't even there. Hmm. Even 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 the, the, the roots of Tel Aviv, Tel Aviv started during the Ottoman uh, era. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't start as a result of Balfour. No. The Jews had access to Palestine, also yeah. l- although limited access, yeah. but they were uh, given freedoms to mm-hmm. set up uh, their uh, kibbutz and to start their communities and live uh, and, exper- uh, and express uh, their freedom of worship and yeah. opinion within the mainstream uh, pluralistic uh, society that we call Palestine and yeah. is will always be called Palestine. Mm-hmm. Um, so to give the impression that Tel Aviv or any Jewish community mm-hmm. was a result of the British or let's say the Balfour uh, declaration is wrong. Yep, no question. The um, and also you know one of the, one of the things you know we've talked about in our Nakba shows before. We should not under under ever forget that by the time the British were ready to leave Palestine and hand the mandate over to the United Nations, the the is the Jews the Zionists still only owned less than six percent of Palestine. That's in November 47. They stole the rest. Yeah. So even to control 6% of Palestine after 25 years of British mandate, yep. after all the facilities and all the support and all the help that they received and all the complicity, actually, mm-hmm. there's no other word to describe the British role. It, yep. it was a complicit role to... Uh, to was it not just complicit? I mean, we should actually, in fact, go back and say the, the Palestinians... Resisted. Of course. As soon as Balfour came out, the Palestinians didn't want to take it down, lying down. Mm. And they endeavored to organize. The first Palestinian uh, National Congress was endeavored to be, or was tried to be held in January of 19, just 13 months after the, the British occupation. And, and the Congress was a, was a desire for Palestinians to express their self determination, and they wanted to make it clear at the outset. Um, now, a delegation was nominated to represent the Palestinian people, and this was sent to the Paris Peace Conference. But the British prevented them from leaving Palestine. Uh, the British banned the Second Congress. The Third Congress happened in December of uh, 1920 and agreed to send a deputation to Cairo. And that's where they met with um, the colonial secretary of the time, Sir Winston Churchill. He refused to meet them. When he de- did meet them months later in Jerusalem, Churchill played a critical role in trying to sell the declaration to the Palestinians. Tried to sell the Palestinians the Balfour Declaration on the basis that what was being proposed was a national home. Not the national home, a national home. Not a state. Not a state. Yeah. The Palestinians obviously were not fooled and were quick to voice, you know, their, uh, their opposition. And from there, that that was the, the the start of real Palestinian resistance. So the we the general strikes, the um, um, the 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 protests, the the British wouldn't allow um, us to establish political structures. Um, uh, they started to jail our men and women. But we still mobilized against them. They they decided to crush any opportunity they could of us inst, uh, building institution. That being the case, during, that's from the period from, and we'll, we'll, we'll just quickly touch on the um, on thirty six to thirty nine years. If I know your 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 expertise in that space, but from 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 Belfort to forty eight, any opportunity at state building that we endeavored to do was crushed. Was crushed. But during those three decades. They did everything they could to facilitate Zionist state building. Uh, 
Yep. Whether it was in creating a proto-army, the Haganah, whether it was in the Land and Settlement Division, the Jewish National Fund, whether it was in the Jewish Agency, the entire process the of... The Histadrut, the, the Union, the, the, union the, uh, library, the library, the universities. The government in waiting was birthed mm. under the Brits, mm. all while they were destroying every fabric of our leadership and government and institution building. Let alone uh, the crushing any form of resistance. Well, 36 to 39, as we know, and this is you know, arguably one of the greatest anti-imperialist struggles of mm. modern time when the, the Palestinians you know, r- rose up against the we occupation. We call it the Thawra al-Kubra, the Grand Revolution. Yep. For six months, the civil society in Palestine and the elitists, whether we are talking about religious leadership or political leadership, uh, uh, paralyzed Palestine in form of trade and actually punished the British mandate and boycotted dealing and working with them. Yeah. For six months, there were strikes and strikes and demonstrations. And in fact, our first national anthem was born, was born in 36, the Mautini anthem. Uh, Ibrahim Tuqan wrote it and it, it became the slogan of the six months grand revolution. But uh, unfortunately, it was aborted uh, later with the help of regional and even Arab uh, uh, leaders complicity, uh, yeah. complicity well you but know before before sorry. i also want to uh, 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 bring the role of bringing america to world war one mm-hmm. and the role that the zionist uh, agency played in bringing america to fight world war one alongside with the uk france and the price for that was palestine mm-hmm. in fact uh, and they when America joined the war, it was two years after the beginning of World War One, And having kept their promise, having brought America to the world, uh, they returned to the British cabinet and asked for something because they didn't know that the war would take maybe 10 more years or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they wanted a receipt that you owe me. Yep. And that receipt took the form of the declaration. And that's another another uh, uh, driving force why the b- b- behind the Balfour Declaration. Yeah. So here we are, you know, um, the end of the thirty-six to thirty-nine, the, the great, the great revolt. The the, the uh, many of the Israeli the housing demolitions, administrative detentions. These these were you know learned off the Brits, and this is the yeah. way the Brits dealt with the Palestinians during that time, mm. and they're still being instituted today, seventy years later. You know, just to the barbarity of the the Israeli uh, mentality, um, but the. The the challenge, well, the fact that we weren't able to defend Palestine in 1948 is as a direct consequence, A, of the institution building and facilitation that the British enabled the Zionists to prepare for 48 decades out, but also the complete and utter destruction of our leadership uh, um, and the the cohesion of our society that we were not able to defend Palestine in 1948. Mm. Because as uh, as naive and uh, silly the Israeli uh, suggestion that, you know, we were given a UN vote in 47 and in May uh, 48 we established a state as if, you know, in six months you could build everything you need mm. to start a state and yeah. declare it and then you have recognition within minutes with all uh, the... Uh, the poor communication in 48, you yeah, know. With the, the, without the internet or Facebook, yeah. You have the Soviet Union recognizing uh, Israel even before America yeah. within minutes yeah. in, 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 in 48. So to fool us that, you know, it took us, you know, we are the miracle that, uh, you know, we turned desert into these gardens, uh, dismisses the facts that it took three decades of systematic 
pouring of resources towards one Money, side. Human resources. You just name it. Yeah, yeah. Any form of resources, yeah. let alone lobbying, let alone uh, 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 arms into creating institutions for to the future state of Israel. Well, the challenge we've got is that, you know, rather than uh, uh, looking upon it with shame, the Balfour Declaration in Britain today, they are celebrating the Balfour Declaration. Benjamin Netanyahu is on his way to meet with Theresa May and they'll be having, uh, you know, an, an imperial dinner, uh, you know, wherever they might have that in, in, in London. Uh, one of the great things is the, the, the huge uh, uproar that the Palestinian Solidarity Movement has been able to, to gather in, um, in, in London. Uh, Jeremy Corbyn of the Labour Party has refused an invitation to attend and said he would not be celebrating the Balfour Declaration. Rightly so. Um, and rightly so. Because, you know, we coming back to the Balfour Declaration and, and these salient words that are still 100 years later, not honoured, it being clearly understood that nothing shall be done which may prejudice the civil and religious rights of the existing non-Jewish communities in Palestine. I mean, here we are, uh, Yusuf, you and I are Palestinian, We've been prejudiced. We've lost our civil and religious rights to our homeland, our, the birthplace of our fathers. Um, and, and 100 years later, and they want us to celebrate. So today's reality is a breach even to the standards set by the declaration itself, mm. yep. let alone human rights uh, or, or, or ethics or uh, I mean, international law. If, if, if Britain was to hold itself to be a moral uh, entity, if it was to hold itself, I mean, aside from the crimes in Palestine, you know, with the, the Britain's colonial crimes across the world, uh, uh, you know, couldn't be counted, whether it be to our indigenous people in Australia here today, or, or you know, the peoples of India or Bangladesh or all over the world, Singapore, Malay, etc. The least they could do is acknowledge the historic, legal, and their uh, their his, uh, and moral responsibility for the damage caused, the millions of deaths, the millions of refugees. They could issue an official. Apology. Apology. They could in- immediately recognize the state of Palestine. Mm. You know, that, mm. that wouldn't be too hard for them to do. Mm. I mean, it, you know, uh, as a minimum, um, they could institute reparations. I mean, you know, the uh, the whole compensation that yep. w- the world has paid thousands of times over for what Germany has for the, what they did to in France in Poland to, to the Jews. Well, we 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 are um, should be afforded the same rights, and then uh, most of all, doing doing its duty as a permanent member of the United Nations in ensuring that Israel upholds international law. Mm. If nothing else, just make these bastards stop killing kids, stop stealing land, How stop difficult denying... Is that? It's not, it should not be hard. However, they're doing everything opposite, and Theresa May saying that they will celebrate uh, Belfort with pride. It's disgusting. And uh, I want to uh, read something from uh, Facebook, basically, one of my friend's uh, comments. I think I like uh, this uh, post. Uh, England had as much right to promise Palestine to the Jews as Jamaica would have to promise Japan to Ireland for (laughs) any reason whatsoever, in terms of rights. I mean, you know, we laugh, Yusuf, but that's how absurd it is. Mm. You know, know, the... um uh, increasingly, and this is this is the thing that unites us. You know, there isn't a Palestinian. It's probably about the fifth word we learn: Mama, Baba, Balfour. Yeah, <laughs> um, that uh, with, with with all that, with um, you know, a hundred years of, of, of um, brutality and ethnic cleansing, 
um, and everything that we have suffered, the one thing that, and, and we started the show talking about it, Yusuf, was the concept of statehood of Palestine died then, but it was also the birth of Palestinian nationalism. You know, mm. we take it and we look back and say, you know, I, I, I wouldn't want to be anything else other than a Palestinian. I've traveled, you know, a fair chunk of the world and met millions of different, uh, you know, many different people from many different countries. But the thing that, you know, um, so inspires me about Palestine, I'm sure we'll hear more about it from Rob when he gets back in a couple of weeks, is that have a look at Zionism and have a look at the state of Israel and everything it has. You know, whether it's wealth, whether it's prominence, they can get our prime minister and our um, leader of the opposition over to celebrate a battle with, you know, a mock um, uh, a mock charge with Israeli flags that didn't exist. Hmm. Didn't exist. Didn't 31 exist. years before the state of yeah. Israel existed, you know, this entire Disneyland experience that is the state of Israel in 1917, they can command such attention. He can then fly to the, you know, to Britain, the halls of Britain. And, you know, Theresa May said, what a fantastic thing. We're joined by our prime minister. With all of that, nuclear weapons, submarines, um, uh, money, Sheldon Anderson, billionaire, um, casino magnate in America, buying a newspaper just to promote Benjamin Netanyahu. Yeah, Spent $100 million on Mitt Romney against Obama and his second thing to try and get Obama out because Obama, uh, Barack Hussein Obama, you know, he couldn't possibly be just an American. Even though that Barack Obama was as Zionist as Zionist, else. 38 billion US dollars yeah, yeah. in never, 10 years. Nobody had ever given him that never much before. money. He spent $100 million on, on, a, on a losing bet to get uh, Obama out in his second term. With all that power, arsenal, guns, tanks, all that, and the Palestinians haven't given up. No. They're scared shitless. They're like, you know, what, what will it take to defeat these people? They don't realize we are indefeatable. The concept, and you know, Yusuf, we had dinner on Monday night and a friend of ours joined us and she spoke about her own first um, visit back to Palestine. And, you know, she she's a, a, a gorgeous young lady, and but she looks like us. Hmm. You know, she's an other. Here she's an other. And she spoke about her personal journey and going to Palestine and just being one of us, yeah, being home. And she was trying to explain... Um, Even the small details, something the, like the za'atar, the smell of za'atar in the morning. Just seeing the, curly, her curly hair, which she had always been um, somewhat shy about or maybe not really she stood ashamed. She stood out. Stood out. Her cousins had the same curly hair. Yeah. And, and it was that reconnection... To Earth, yeah, and and in the I, I think she described it. We're talking about like the movie in Avatar, where um, they, you know, you, you, having been torn from the land, having your roots reattach organically, and and this is what you know Zionism doesn't understand is that our roots are in that soil. We cannot be and defeated. Here, here, they cannot understand why we haven't given up because they would have given up. But that's because their roots aren't in their land, in that land. And that's because the color of the land doesn't look like the color of their skin. And uh, I, they don't know that in two weeks uh, our uh, young uh, kids are going to sing the national anthem. And our uh, community... Of, yeah, we should say 15th of, 15th of November, 5 p.m. at Federation Square, um, Palestine National Day. And the Palestinian community will celebrate its national day in a form of uh, reminding Israel and its friends 
and the world that we have not forgotten and we will never forget and we will keep the strive even even if we have you know um, uh, not as strong friends as Israel does we value every form of support we look at it as this is our driving force to continue and mm-hmm. in addition to our father's uh, legacies mm-hmm. and memories so we will not forget and yes, yes this year marks the 100 year anniversary of uh, Balfour Decla- uh, declaration Declare. but the day will come will come yeah, that we will look at this document and we will say that um, we have liberated Palestine absolutely. despite this century of colonization and despite mm-hmm. all this statelessness and um, inshallah that day will not be very far yep. away from today well we should remind our listeners Yusuf uh, these are the two great lies number one a, a, a land without people for people without a land lie yep. debunked Number two, the old will die and the young will forget. Well, we're the embodiment of the fact that that hasn't happened. Now, it's Saturday morning. There's still a couple of days left, ladies and gentlemen. The Palestine Film Festival opened on Thursday night. So go on the internet, palestinefilmfestival.com.au and check out some movies. Great movies and screenings in Nova Cinema in uh, Carlton. Carlton, that's right. 15th of November, 5 p.m. Federation Square, uh, Palestine National Day. We'll be raising the flag again. The 19th, the Sunday, is the Run for Palestine, runforpalestine.com.au. And on the 30th, we've got Gideon Levy, the uh, Haaretz uh, Israeli journalist uh, at the State Library. So you can find the details for all of those events at apan.org.au. Thanks, uh, Nasser. And uh, I think with this, we have come to the end of uh, this week's episode that we purely dedicated to the infamous Balfour Declaration And uh, we will see you next uh, Saturday uh, with more news, reflections, stories from Palestine. Until then, have a great time. This is Nasser and Yusuf uh, and uh, Salam.